Football is back, and BetMGM is inviting new customers to join the huddle and enjoy the action like never before. Sign up today using bonus code CAPITAL, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. You'll also have instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, player props, and boosted odds specials. Just download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CAPITAL and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. The BetMGM app is the perfect way to experience the excitement of wagering on live sports. Now in more markets than ever. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hey, hey, what do you say? Jordan That's hockey, baby. Hey, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode four of the Searchcast. I'm your host, Zach Martin. And with me today, I am really excited to have this guy on. He is really good at what he does in talking about Kane's prospects, not just over here in North America, but over in Europe and a bunch of other leagues. I'm really excited to have this guy on. He is part of the Tracking the Storm podcast over at the Hockey uh, Podcast Network. I am glad to have Kane's prospect, a.k.a matt soma joining me today matt how are you today man i'm good uh you know just ready to talk some canes hockey yeah i'm excited yeah i know i know we try to get some going last week get you know the game being last friday and a whole bunch of other stuff going on it kind of worked out for this week to where we can kind of have it today because i know we got the, i know right now we're recording on a thursday canes play tomorrow against the jackets so it's kind of like had to move the podcast up a day early just to make sure that we can get you one and have all that. So that way we're not recording in the middle of a hockey game because we all know what we're doing tomorrow night and we're watching some Carolina <laughs> hurricane. We're watching some hockey. So why not, why not do it on Thursday? Right. <laughs> but uh, Matt, so I know everyone saw the list, you know, I tweeted out earlier this week, we're going to go over Scott Morrow, Massimo Rizzo, Jake Drury, Billy Kovanen and Peter Kochnikov. And if I am pronouncing the last two names wrong, I am so sorry. I do not know pronunciation. So anyone from those countries, if I butcher the last name, I am so deeply sorry. I am not doing it on purpose. I am not good with pronunciations of those names. So so bear with me on this. It's as as long as you get like half the letters right, you know. Yeah, as I long as you're somewhere, as long as you're somewhere in the zip code of the guy's yeah. name correctly, you should be all right. It's not it's not like you know, your ESPN doing, you know, the Seattle Kraken draft. And it's like, you can't even say Cal Yarncrook's name or. <laughs> called us the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I know it's like, oh, we were joking. Mm-mm. No, that's yeah, not, that's not did, how it works. Yeah, We did the, uh, when we watched, we did a live like viewing of that with people and oh man, it was just yeah. painful to watch. Like some of the stuff they tried was really cool. And then, yeah, I, I, yeah. I get I get ESPN trying for the first time and forever to do that, but yeah, that was rough. And it also doesn't help too that uh, Frank Cervelli just absolutely torpedoed the entire draft. That was <laughs> basically kind of a spoiler for the entire day. And the way the roster was set up too was just absolutely rough. Like, oof. And you can kind of see where they're at now. I it's probably because of the fact that everyone kind of knew what to expect now because what happened with the Vegas draft. But even then, there was a lot of names on that board they easily could have gotten, and the Kraken did nothing. So it makes you it makes you question, like, why would you pick these guys? We had all these other dudes on the board. Yeah, that, that, whole, that, 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 whole, yeah, that whole experience was just in of itself bad. But, yeah, so as long as we're in the ballpark of the names and not what ESPN did with – Boy, boy, Cali, we should be all right. We should be all right. right for we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the first guy I want to I want to talk about today with you because I know you're really big on the prospects. You know, like I said, here and abroad, so you kind of have like a good 
idea of these guys and like how their development is, how their teams are performing this year, and even how they're doing specifically as well. I know you did a massive rankings not too long ago as well, um, which I enjoyed. It's it, it's good to see where where the guys are kind of at. Like you even give like certain time dates of like when they might be there and stuff like that, and how they like you know keeping up with their stats wise. So let's start with Scott Morrow. Like where. Like, what are your thoughts overall on him and his development right now? Like, like, where do you kind of see him potentially if he does make Carolina at some point, or do you think he's plateauing somewhere else? Morrow is definitely one of the biggest surprises of the draft class. Like, just in general, like the out of the entire draft class, I think you could when we I've talked to Scott Wheeler about it, and he was saying, you know, this is probably the one of the more impressive performances from a draft eligible player this year. He's a point per game player in the NCAA as a freshman after having only played like, I think less than 10 games at the USHL level, which even then there's a pretty big gap in the quality of competition between the NCAA and the U S hockey league. Yeah. And then the high school programs at least a tier or two below that. So what, what Morrow's doing this season is really impressive. Um, offensively, I think that side of his game is close to pro ready. I don't, I don't want to say NHL ready, but I mean, I think in the offensive zone, Morrow would be able to handle himself in the AHL. The problem is his defensive game is still lacking and he, he struggles in puck battles and for a guy that's almost 190 pounds, I mean, you'd like to see him play with a little more confidence along the boards and uh, he turns over the puck a lot. So while we have a very talented, potentially, you know, number one type defenseman or at least offensive defenseman in the fold, I would say that, you know, Coy, um, Morrow is still probably a year or two away from the pros just because of how iffy his defensive game is. Right. For sure. Yeah. And that's definitely something that, you know, like you said, he's a freshman in college. Like you kind of, you, he's got a couple of years to, you know, get ready, you know, see what he can do, maybe develop more and stuff like that. So most likely he's more of an offensive defenseman guy than you would say probably a good two way or just offensive. So offensively, if he's an offensive defenseman, where do you kind of see his? I know people don't want to use comparability factors very much. I know that I know in a lot of other sports, there's always like, oh, he's comparable to this guy or this guy or this guy. But if you had to pick someone, like, where do you potentially see him at his peak be at in terms of some player currently, not even just in the NHL, like maybe somewhere in like the AHL or something like that? Like, where do you kind of see Scott Morrow's? comparability factor honestly you don't have to look outside of the program uh kale mccarr played at umass and is a very similar player in that they're both just oozing with confidence when they have the puck on their sticks they both came from pretty similar leagues in terms of quality um i think mccarr came from the ajhl which is uh not a league that produces a ton of talent (laughs) and you know, he plays with pace. He he loves to carry the puck. He's one of the smartest players in the offensive zone. I think McCarr in the defensive zone is a lot better than Morrow is um, when they were at the same age. But the thing is, you know, even UMass's coach, Greg Carville, is saying, you know, Morrow has what it takes to be another Kale McCarr. Do I think that's going to happen? I don't want to put that pressure on him, right? You know, yeah, like, yeah. Like you don't see a whole lot of Kel McCars very much in uh, in the hockey in the NHL, like just in hockey in general, because that dude is an absolute freak when it comes to the offensive zone with his hands. Yeah, he he's what I'd call like a generational defenseman. Yeah, uh, you don't get very many of those, and Morrow might be like a diet Kel McCarr like really good plays a similar style but not at the level of kale mccarr right i I still think you know this is a this is a kid that's going to play nhl games because of how smart he is because that's something the canes value yeah i mean hey even if you get like half of what kale mccarr is if if scott can still kind of play that type of game where you know offensively he is someone you need to watch out for and the fact that he can still have hands 
can still pass and score and do all the stuff that Kel does, but maybe not at his, like his peak. I mean, Kel McCarr is still a young kid too. It's like, that's, I think it's like what his first, like first or second season in the league. So it's not like Kel McCarr is just, you know, a vet, like he's still a young guy. So even if Scott, like Scott, like you said, still has time, he's a year or two away from pros. Then you're probably looking at what, maybe two or three years in the minors before he gets to the NHL. So you're talking like late 2020s range, maybe like, so it, who really knows? But I mean, if we get anything of somewhere in the 25, even to 50, 75% range of Cal McCarr in Scott, I would, that we would take that for anyone who's a Carolina Hurricanes fan, especially when, you know, you look at how the Hurricanes now are defensively. I mean, offensively, the Hurricanes are really good. Like they're top five in the league in terms of points and stuff like that and goals and, and all that. So, I mean, you would not have any issues having a guy like Scott in the organization that can put pucks in net. So, you know, that, that wouldn't be bad at all. So the next one, I know you're kind of looking forward to this guy. Cause we know we talked about, you know, before, you know, we had everything scheduled before we recorded today, Massimo Rizzo. I would love to hear your thoughts about this guy. Rizzo is a guy I've loved since uh, his draft year. Actually, I watched him play when um, Jack LaFontaine was actually on the Penticton V's. Um, so I noticed that he, he's just a player that has a lot of skill. He's not going to ever be, I don't, I don't think he's ever going to be like a first or second line player. He, he might be one of those guys like a Nino Niederreiter type who can, you know, you can plug on in your middle six. Oh yeah. But Rizzo is a guy that plays with a ton of pace. He's so smart, so skilled with the puck, and he's a fantastic passer. He's one of the best playmakers in the NCAA this season as a freshman. And that's really impressive given the fact that since the Canes drafted him, his, his draft plus one year, he had injuries and wasn't really playing in the BCHL. And then he didn't play at all last season. So this is his first hockey in well over a year, and he's dominating the NCAA. So I'm excited to keep an eye on him. I think that Denver is one of the best teams in the nation. So that also kind of factors into it. But this is a program that's produced guys like Troy Terry in the past. So yeah, Rizzo's fun. I think he's still, again, kind of like Morrow, probably has another year or two in the NCAA because this is a seventh round pick, you know, you can afford to let him develop as long as he needs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, like seventh round pick, you know, you're not really having to rush him very much. And like you said, Denver is not a bad program to have a guy in like that. Cause like even in other sports, like, like Denver's lacrosse program is really good. And Denver's hockey program is also really good. So it's like, you kind of know these guys are in good hands. So it's not like, Oh no, he is with, like say Long Island or, um, you know, some like Omaha, Nebraska or something like that, where you're just like, you're kind of wondering, is he going to be okay there? But no, if he's at Denver, yeah, that's not going to be any issue. Like you say, he's a freshman. So it's like, it's good to see that the Hurricanes, not just like scouting wise for, you know, for pros or stuff like that, or even international, but the fact that they can find young guys like that, like Scott and Massimo, where you're like, okay, these guys are going to be good. Give them like, two to four or five years to hit their like their ready level and now now we're talking like not everyone's gonna be a seth jarvis when you're coming into the league at 19 is just absolutely just you know running people over and just out skating everyone so yeah so it takes time for certain players but honestly i'm really excited to see what rezo does because like you said it's it's definitely an interesting aspect to see how he plays like you said if he's going to be like a neo neo rider Nothing wrong with that because Nino is just absolutely amazing. And I mean, it's still, I, I know we're going to look like a side tangent, but it's still insane how the Hurricanes got Nino for basically nothing. And he's in like, and like everyone wants him to stay, which I hope he does. But if we get a comparable of Massimo to what Nino is, you can't really be upset having that comparison yeah they're they're not similar players but i think they could fill similar roles where right like nino's more of a, like a power forward goal scorer mm -hmm. um rizzo's more of like a slippery playmaker if that makes any sense like no, very right, kind yeah, of yeah. elusive skater okay um it also speaks to the fact that the canes 
have done a tremendous job of finding players with high upside yeah in every round because i mean rizzo has middle six upside i'd rather take that over a guy who might play on your fourth line in the seventh round because they have the same chance of being a bust and you'd rather have the guy that you know can fill a larger role in your lineup right yeah oh yeah for sure yeah because you because you typically think oh sixth seventh round it's kind of like will this guy make it who really knows but if you have a guy like you said with rizzo who's got that middle six potential and he's a seventh rounder that's like finding that's like finding that gem where you're just like okay this guy's gonna be amazing like like sebastian Ajo was a second round like a second round pick now you look at it in hindsight you look back at that draft he's going way earlier than the second round so yeah you can find that guy in any round and that's the good like what you said it's a good thing with the hurricanes is the fact that they with this team, it's like they don't really go out and try to get all the superstars. They more so want to find guys that have upside that they can develop and make them their guys. And I think that's what's really good about the Hurricanes, the fact they kind of do it like organically grassroots style where it's like they're throwing money at everyone. Like, oh, you get $11 million, you get $11 million, you get $10 million, you know, stuff like that. You know, they're not these teams that are like having to circumnavigate the cap space, you know, because, you know, LTIRs or you know they're having to do like a lot of 25 different paper trail moves to get to make the make the cap fit so yeah it's it's good to see that the hurricanes can find ways to not be at the precipice of the cap but being able to also get these guys get guys where they can develop them and make them good because even like Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a I know we're not going to talk about him today, but like, you know, you got Chatfield, who just came back up. He played really well. You know, we're going to talk about Jake Drury here in a second. He, you know, came up earlier this season and played really well. I mean, there's a lot of guys in Chicago right now that you can plug into the Hurricanes lineup and have no issues. Like, you would still chug along, which they've already done this year. So that's like, it's kind of good when you see like all these prospects that you can easily just plug and play. Like, you can bring them over and almost just put them somewhere because they have that that ceiling to where you're like, okay, these guys could do something given the v- development and the time of being able to have that opportunity. So it's really good to see that the Hurricanes do that. Yeah. You, don't really, you don't really see that very much in a whole lot of teams, but it's good to see that the Hurricanes are at least one of them because mm-hmm. we're not that team is going to just chuck around money everywhere and give it to everybody. So I did mention Jack Drury here a little, just a little bit ago. This dude is absolutely playing phenomenal in Chicago. We've seen him a little bit here in Carolina. I know people don't really might not consider him a prospect because of the fact he's already been in the NHL, but I still think it's someone that everyone would love to hear about because of the fact of just how his play is. You, how can you not talk about this guy when you're talking about that next, probably the next guy for the Hurricanes that everyone's just going to gravitate towards too. So like, what are your thoughts on, Jack and uh, his play so far. I think Jack Drury would be in the NHL on 20 other teams in the league. Maybe <laughs> yes. more, depending yes. on the depth of, of certain teams. like Arizona, Buffalo. There's probably about 20 <laughs> to 25 teams that Drury would be able to fill a role on. Yeah. Um, to me, Drury seems like another... He seems like a little bit more of an offensively gifted Jordan Stahl. He's always been a really strong defensive and face-off center. Um, when he was with Harvard, he was he was getting top PK minutes as a freshman. He was getting, you know, shutdown minutes. He was playing in an offensive role and excelling in that role. And as a sophomore, you know, he started gaining more traction offensively and started getting put in more of those roles. And then he went over to Sweden and that's a league that he was able to thrive in because it's a very defense first league and it's a lot slower, I think, in my opinion. So, you know, now he's adjusted to the pro game here. 
I mean, we saw in his debut, I don't expect him to be a goal a game guy, <laughs> you know? No, no, <laughs> that, seen... that was very surprising, but hey, no one's going to complain. <laughs> and, but those are the types of goals, you know, that, that Drury's been known for. The, he, he thrives right in front of the net. Like, not many players that are, I think he's 5'11", if not, like, barely six feet tall. So right. he's not the tallest forward. And he's not going to be the strongest guy, which is even more impressive considering most of his offense is created right around the crease, whether it's yeah. an assist or whether it's a goal. He's that's his spot. And that's something the Canes could use in their lineup any day of the week. Um, oh, yeah. For, yeah. You definitely need those guys that are going to go in there and get those greasy goals because not every goal can be like a slapper or a nice snapshot or stuff like that and that's like that's what you kind of see with like, like Vincent Churchick he's always in front of the net or you see Derek Stepan in front of the net like you have those guys already that kind of get into that into that area where they will battle for the puck and take you know take the wax and take the shots but they'll still dump it in but yeah yeah the fact that Jack thrives on that and the fact that like you said he went to Sweden which by no means it's, it's a good league over there like there it's no joke like almost a lot of the European leagues are they, they'll get you ready it's just, you know, how is everyone else going to be that year? But, yeah, for the fact that that's what Jack's game is and the fact that he's incorporated that, I think it's kind of good to see that where it's he was put in an area where he can thrive on more of his game and then he was able to add more to it instead of having to add all of it at once. He kind of had that, that nice progression of working on his strengths and then getting better on his weaknesses. Yeah, and his skating has come a long way. Um when he was drafted, his skating was average to slightly above average. And as a center, you know, you want to be able to play with pace and you want to be quick. Um, and I watched, I guess it was sad Friday or Saturday's game uh, for the Wolves. And he's one of the best skaters out there now. I think it's, it's no longer a concern, which is good. It was always something I was a little worried about, but yeah. um the one thing the Canes do is they, they can get you ready for the speed and pace of the NHL. Um, and Drury's also one of those guys who, who can quietly get under the other team's skin. Like he's such a nice guy in real life um, yeah. just from having talked to him. But my God, does he make people mad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, he and Jamison Reese are really good at that on the Wolves. Yeah. I think it was at their uh, salute to like, I think it was like first responders game where they were in those like teal really bright blue jerseys there was a couple fights and everyone's like wait jack's fighting and it's like yeah he's yeah. making guys mad he's he's a fun player to watch just because i mean i i like i said you know i consider him to be kind of a jordan stall mold of player right but at the same time you know he's got that same energy he's got the same skill and i think you know I mean, we saw it, right? Rod Brindamore trusted him with good minutes in his two games. Like he's he's gonna be a Rod Brindamore favorite. I can't see the oh, Canes yeah. getting. I can't see the Canes trading him. No, I don't really see them trading him very much either. Like he's definitely got a lot of Hurricanes fans already excited to see him play, and the fact we got that little bit of a of a like a small sample size, but it was enough to be like, okay, he scored two goals in two games. It might not happen all the time, but that will not be a bad thing to have when, you know, you're trying to figure out the center depth, you know, either this year or next year, because who knows what's going to happen with Vincent Trocheck, you know, what's going to happen with, you know, like you said, what's going to happen with Jordan Stahl at some point, you know, you can't keep cocking the down on the fourth line forever. And like, do you throw him back over on the wing and stuff like that? So it definitely would make it interesting to see where Jack is. I could probably see Jack maybe next year, possibly, getting more minutes and like where do you, do you throw them on a third or fourth line or do you because you would think that cocky is probably going to move up whenever you know they get whatever happens with the missing tro check so i don't know it's gonna yeah. be interesting to see what our hurricanes do with jury um so so would you say that jack so would you say like jack's comparable is maybe more so jordan stall but with a little bit more of an offensive flair to his game or like where where, where who do you compare jack's game more so to yeah, if if Jordan Stahl's stick didn't have like a magnet towards like the goalie's chest, yes. <laughs> um, I I think I don't think Drury's ever gonna be like a fifty point player at the NHL level, right? 
but I could see him having around like 35 to 40, maybe even like pushing 45 points in a season. I mean, and that's still nothing really to stuff at. That's 45 more than I get for sure. But I mean, hey, yeah. hey you'll take 45, you know, and for how for how good he is and the fact of where you can probably play him at. No, there's really nothing wrong with that. I was freaking out. So go back to Massimo real quick. So wh- who would you say would be his more so comparison? And like, and where do you see him and Drury? Do you have a possible ETA on those guys? I know we saw Drury a little bit this year, but but with Rizzo and Drury, like where do you kind of see their possible, they might make the league more so than just a few games, but like actually be there if, if they are going to be there at some point. Drury next season barring either a trade or i mean let's finish it the canes are in win now mode so you know yeah who who knows what happens if they believe drury can make the team better though they'll play him yeah um so i'll say next season he could he could be on the team right now though yeah i say that knowing that he could be on the team today yeah rizzo i'm gonna still say He's probably three-ish years away, maybe four, depending on how his, um, depending on what the Canes decide to do and when they decide to sign him. That's going to be a big deal. They're yeah. they're obviously in no rush to. Yeah. Um, I would imagine they reevaluate after his sophomore or junior year and right. then see where we're at. Because, I mean... He's having a really good year, but there are still like some times where I don't really notice him out there and then he'll make a really good pass. And, but I'd like to see him play a little more consistently. Yeah. And I don't think he can do that right now because he's behind Carter Savoy in their lineup. who's a solid prospect. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely is. And I think that's the one good thing about the NHL compared to other sports where it's like, you'll sign someone, but you don't have to right away get them their EC, like their ECL deal. Like, I think you have like what? four years uh i think it's like they're drafting like three more years after that where you have a chance to sign them again or their rights go back or i think i forget how the rights thing works it's after like four years if you don't re-sign them it's two years for the chl okay it's three years for i want to say let's see we're uh, i think it might be four years for finland actually okay um yeah so it's four years for european leagues like uh finland sweden college it's weird it um the rights only expire after your senior year right um yeah yeah it's weird how it works but like it's still it's kind of nice of the fact that you kind of have it gives teams that chance to like let them develop and see what they can do with the rights and maybe if they have to like because we've seen guys get traded like their rights get traded just because of the fact that somehow just they don't see them working out at some point so yeah even like you said the fact that Rizzo isn't really signed his ELC yet he's still kind of like he's still a cane per quote-unquote but it's still good at least the Hurricanes have time to figure out what they want to do instead of having to throw money at them and be like all right let's see where, let's see where we can put you because yeah, they've got three years after this year, which is plenty of time. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, exci- I'm excited for Rizzo and Jury. Jury, too, I mean, like you said, next year, I can see it happen, depending on, like we said, what are they going to do with Trocek? Are they going to move Tara Vinen up? What are they going to do with Jordan Stahl? Do you see Cockney? I mean, even Cockney, we can go back to the wing if possible. Even then, like, even the wing slots are kind of filled up, too, depending on, of course, what they do with Nino Niederreiter and stuff like that, you know, you know, Derek Stepan, Jordan Martinuk. So there's a lot of questions. I, it, I don't envy Don Waddell and his job because the fact he's going to have a lot of things to deal with just outside of the outside of the um, trade deadline, which I think we might talk about a little bit because there was some news today um, regarding uh, one of our defensemen. So that's going to be an interesting topic to go over. Uh, but then also even like with like offseason. So. I don't know. It's it's definitely going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with this team, and we could see Jack in a, in a hurricane sweater next year, not just maybe for a couple of games, but maybe a good part of the season. It just depends on how everything else shakes out. So Vili Kovinen, like I said, I really hope I'm getting this name right. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on him so far this year? I love him. And I mean, you know, I, I could say that about most of the guys we draft <laughs> because a lot of the guys we draft are those 
high upside, high skill players. Koivinen is one of those players that, like, with Sebastian Ajo, you know what makes him better than everybody is because he's so much smarter than everybody. Oh, yeah. And he and Tara Vinen break down the play in like a millisecond. Those two are, they have to be linked to the line. Never, never break them up. Keep them together at all times. You know what? Even leave them with Sveshnikov. Give us the SAT line and never break them up, <laughs> basically. Exactly. So Ko- Koivinen's the same. Sim- like, I wouldn't say he's that smart because, I mean, that's like, you know. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, we're talking Sebastian right. Ajo here. It's like, he is, he is who he is. <laughs> yeah, Ko- Koivinen is the type of player that knows exactly where he needs to be. His skating's not the best, but he's going to consistently move his feet to get to that place. Um, So his work ethic is really high. He's probably one of the best shots in the system, other than, I'd say, maybe like a Noel Gundler. Um, Justin Robida also has a really good one. But um, Koivinen is one of those players that I think he could play in the AHL as a 19-year-old next year. He's already under contract. I think we could see him with the Wolves just because of how elite he can be. Koivinen could quite possibly be one of the best players we picked in that draft. And that's no disrespect to Moro. That's just because of how smart Koivinen is, how well-rounded his game is, and then how um, talented he is in the offensive zone. I think there's a legit possibility we could see him with the wolves next year. Yeah, for sure. I mean that for a guy like him, you would definitely love to see him over here really quick and see how his game would adapt over here. So for people who don't know, can you let them know where he currently is playing and like where the hurricanes, you know, got him drafted and all that stuff, just in case people don't know. Yeah. He's, he's playing for the Carolina hurricanes farm system out in Finland, pretty much um, with uh, no, he's playing for uh, Ulu. <laughs> um which is actually Aho's dad is the GM of that team. Uh, Kings there, there have, you go. There you go. Yeah. It's the connection. There you go. It, it's, yeah. it's all coming together. <laughs> and then, so we've drafted, obviously, Sebastian Aho from that team. If you guys remember Yanni Kuokunen. Um, oh, Yanni. Him. Tuka Tiexla, who's also playing for them. We've Billy Koivinen. We saw, when Saku Menelenen was here, he also played for Karpat before we signed him. And then now one of our Russian prospects, Kirill Slepets, is actually playing for them. So lots of Canes connections there. So um, yes, yeah. So basically, it's like we have the Finland Canes. You know, can we just yeah. rename that team to Finland Canes and make it like a blue and a blue and white Hurricanes logo and just slap it on their jerseys at this point? Because yeah, because the 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 regular Finnish team, the regular Finnish Hurricanes, are terrible. It's uh yeah. Anthony Honka's team is, I think, called the Hurricanes. And they're uh, atrocious. Yeah. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So. But yeah, so Vili Koivinen's playing for... I would argue that Carpat is one of the premier programs in the world at developing NHL talent. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They're, they're easily well-known. If, if anyone knows anything about European hockey, like that team, yeah, yeah. yeah. They produce they're, dudes. They're, they're... they're up there with teams like Frolunda, um, Portland in the WHL, yeah, Chicago in the USHL, like those types of programs that consistently produce yeah. NHL talent. Um, 
even like even yeah. think about, even think about college like Minnesota and a bunch of all, all you know yeah even you know Boston U Boston College like you you got programs that make dudes and yeah especially so with Finland like the thing is like you think of European hockey it's like I I think there's a lot of leagues that people if there was a way to watch those games a lot more I think people would really love you know the Scandinavian hockey leagues or even like even Germany's got a really good hockey league in my opinion I think the Dell is really good I, I mean they have the Champions League which is a bunch of like countries come together it's almost like the somewhat like the uefa like champions league version of hockey if i had to compare it to something like that so i think european hockey is very underrated in terms of people would really love that style of play yeah there's a lot of logos on a bunch of stuff but because it's kind of what they have to do yeah. but i think i think the hockey is for me a lot more fun to watch like yeah you get the khl but that's a whole different thing but i think if there's a way to watch more European hockey, like I said, in terms of the Scandinavian countries and like even Denmark, like those would be really fun leagues that I think people would really get into, especially like you said, with the connection that the Hurricanes have to Finland. Oh, for sure. And I would, I would definitely recommend checking out the Champions Hockey League on YouTube. It's all free. They have, I think they have replays of their games. Um, right. And it's, it's just fun. Even if you don't have a Canes prospect and you don't, like on the team and you don't really know what's going on. It's just good hockey. They play it on NHL network sometimes too. Yeah. Um, and you know, even the world juniors aren't accessible as accessible as I want them to be yet. I think. <sighs> yeah. Which is so odd. It's only the on fact NHL that they're network. only on NHL network in the U S is really annoying. I wish ESPN would pick them up because I think it's some of the most entertaining hockey of the year. Oh, I was I was live tweeting almost a lot of those games when they were playing them in H and I had a chance to watch them. But yeah, they were absolutely fantastic. I know they got I know they got them rescheduled for next year, even the men's and the women's, which is nice to see that they finally got their games back after two years of nothing. But yeah, it, it would be nice to watch more of the because the like yeah, the men's worlds are fun to watch, but the U18s, those are like those are some exciting games like yeah like especially the the german team oh those guys were amped when they won their game so yeah like yeah. It, it's it's next level like i know a lot of people are like all in on the the, the the world's you know the world juniors but yeah like european hockey i think it's very underrated that i think would definitely needs more attention over here because you would have so many more fans watching these games because it's just oh, the I style agree. of place because it's like Maybe you're not into the whole, you know, nothing but like huge hits and just no tactical games. Like there's leagues that are, like you said, the Swedish league, they're more defensive minded. They're more worried about puck possessions and everything else. Not like big hits and high flying offense. So there's, there's probably leagues for you that you might like over there. So I kind of wish there was more, like you said, accessibility to these leagues. Yeah. Without you having to pay like an arm and a leg for them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm not taking out a second mortgage just to try to go watch a hockey game having to open a finnish bank account just to watch liga games oh man yeah it's like sorry do my does my vpn work for this <laughs> <laughs> um but so what would you say coivin is like where would you say on his timeline of maybe not with the hurricanes like you said i know you said maybe next year but like where would you say overall his timeline is and like what would you say his comparable high like pro over here would kind of be at at his level would you say i don't know if i have a comparable um comparisons are always tricky because like yeah even when i said you know kale mccarr earlier somebody's yeah i'm sure somebody's gonna he's not the same (laughs) right or or in three years, they're going to remember if Scott Morrow gets traded or something, they're going to be like, wow, <laughs> Kale McCarr is doing really well. And I'll be like, okay. Hey. Um, yes. Yeah, so on a podcast, like on the 24th of February in 2022. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. Who would have thought you'd be surprised blues, blues fans have been very adamant about the fact that they won the Justin Falk trade now in my mentions lately so uh, i'm surprised yeah, as yeah, to yeah. how how long people hold on to things well they're blues wow. fans so i mean they they have to do they, they have nothing else to do there i mean exactly with your fake barbecue um yeah i mean you're not wrong <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> in in your beer that's not so great <laughs> yeah well yeah i didn't want to go there but but Koivinen, I did. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a, i'll give you a 
timeline and and most players that are drafted outside of the first round usually have a four to five year timeline right anything sooner is awesome and rare like jack drury we're looking at it right now this is his uh let's see there was the 2018 19 1920 2021 like his fourth year this is his fourth year and that's not too bad that's not too bad yeah and you know, obviously, if we're if we're talking about goalies, usually add a year or two on to that because yeah. <laughs> goalies are weird. Yeah, and they goalie, take a lot longer. Yeah, well, even defensemen too. Like it seems like defensemen and goalies take a lot longer to get used to, especially for goalies, like because the pace of play is so different. Even for defense, because you're talking about guys who are fast, like you, it's it's completely different trying to figure out how to measure your game when you're a defenseman compared to, oh, you're a forward. Here you go, or you're right. a, or you're a goalie. Get used to everything coming at you a lot faster. So it's <laughs> and it's it's also different because the Canes are in a contending state right now. Their the yeah. state of the team is a contender, and so we've seen you know go back to the 2020 trade deadline. Right, we got rid of you know Julian Gauthier, Utula um, Serena, and both players are in the NHL right now, but the Canes you know, wanted to add to the team. Yeah. <laughs> even take a look, you know, some of the guy Don Waddell was even saying, you know, we're probably going to trade prospects at the deadline this year. Yeah. If, yeah. Even if they make moves, I think like so we'll talk about it in a little while, but yeah, even then, like even before, you know, what happened today and I've said this on, you know, other episodes earlier in the podcast, you know, it's, the Hurricanes are not in an area where they have to push for a player or like you know, like the 2016, they had to actually still add pieces to the team. With this team currently, I don't see a lot of question marks. Now it say changed that a little bit because like I said, we're recording on Thursday and the news today might have changed that a little bit. But even before then, there wasn't really a lot of question marks on this team. You're like, okay, where do we really upgrade at? Because there's really nothing to upgrade on because – there even the Hurricanes social media has even said it. The Hurricanes are tied on points for as many games they've already played with the cup winning team in 06. So yeah. you're looking at a really good projection of okay, here's the vibes of the 06 team, but you don't have the spots where you do see a need to get fixed. Like you don't see where you need okay, we need to get like an a la Dougie Waite or a Mark Recchi type guy to add to this roster. Like I said, and I, you've got Jack Drury in the minors who could fill a role if necessary. Right, exactly. As we saw with yeah. Tampa last year, the salary cap doesn't matter in the playoffs, <laughs> so you can call up Jack Drury and scratch somebody yeah. if you think he's going to be better. Yeah, welcome to Whose Lines It Anyway, where your uh, where your cap space doesn't really matter very much, and the points exactly. don't matter. Where the points don't matter, but yeah, it's like even you have Chatfield and all these other guys too. It's like, and I've even talked about this, you know, with Zach from. Um, you know, Porsche scores or even, you know, other people that I've brought, you know, even Brad Moore from the storm seller, we've talked about it. Like this team is so, this team is loaded enough top to bottom, even in the AHL. I even talked about some people on Twitter, like this team is so deep. You really don't have to rush and get somebody. You can yeah. bring guys up and we'll be fine. Like we had, there was one point we had how many guys off on the roster for COVID and we still p- plugged in a lot of Chicago wolves guys and the hurricanes were still winning games. They were still in the middle of that streak for the PK unit. So it's not like the hurricanes are hurting for depth, which apparently the athletic things we have, but we don't. Uh, depth scoring teams could always use depth scoring. The only team that I think couldn't use depth scoring right now is like Tampa because they had it when they won two Stanley cups, but you know, yeah, but it's, it's a very minor concern and it's yeah it's it's, it tell me you haven't watched hurricanes games without saying you've actually haven't watched hurricanes games if you're talking about the the depth scoring being an issue because it's really not but anywho yeah it's (laughs) i don't know like i said it's not one of those things where you're kind of hurting for players so like even you said like jack jury could be ready next you know he could be ready this year to come onto the team so who really knows what happens with the deadline so who really knows um, so the last play we're going to talk about before we get into the, you know, the extra stuff, you know, for the last, you know, before you know, get start wrapping up the show, Peter Kochnikov, Kochnikov 
I'm so sorry. You got, you got it. <laughs> All right, we got perfect. there. We got there. I, I was somewhat. I'm somewhat in the in the area of this name. So we obviously all know what happened. You know, he. You know, now he came to Chicago, made his debut. Obviously, he's got everyone already fired up about this guy, and he's only played like maybe one or maybe one or two games, and everyone's already loving him. So, give me your thoughts on this dude who we just got. <laughs> I've watched him a lot this season and um, he's, he's the type of player that can steal games for his team. I would, I would compare him stylistically to like a Peter Mrazek or an Alex Nadelkovich and where you don't always know what they're doing, but somehow it just kind of works out. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a diet a diet version of Dominic Hoshik where you're like, what's he doing? Oh my gosh, he made a <laughs> like, yeah, like something, something's insane. You're just like, okay. <laughs> if there's a fun. graceful way to play goalie, Kachikov hasn't found it yet. Um <laughs> so there's too there's too many grace for goalies. We need we need to go back to the late 90s. We're gonna just flail <laughs> around and see what happens, type deal. It I'm wouldn't surprise die. me because this season Kachakov has both done, you know, the Patrick Waugh glove, you know, holding the glove up in the air forever save. He's done a windmill <laughs> save, like double he's double, he's double pad stacks. Back. Yeah, pad, pad uh, stacks, why not? <laughs> but he's also one of those goalies that I do think could be a goalie of the future here. Um, you know, some people aren't as high on him as I think they should be. He's had really good results wherever he's gone. And I don't think he's played on a very good team for the past two years. Uh, I know, actually, I know for a fact, his team this year was terrible because he was outstanding and he would allow two goals off of, you know, terrible defensive plays. And then his team would score one goal and he'd get credited with the loss. Yeah, so that's that's why wins losses for goalies should never really count against them. That's why like their goals against and their save percentage. Those actually yeah. matter more than wins losses. So and Kachakov makes a lot of the high danger saves. Um, a lot of his, I mean, take a look at the Wolves game the other night. I watched it and he was making a lot of really nice saves. Oh yeah, and, for sure. You know keep in mind this was his first game ever in north america he <laughs> barely speaks english like he's having maxim latunov translate for him for the most part yeah well yeah. welcome to america bud we're gonna we're gonna throw you to the, we're gonna throw you into the first game you ever see and hope for the best have fun trying to figure out north american hockey like that right he on, had a, on a wagon of chicago on yeah. a wagon they're a wagon, but man, that defense gives up a lot of bad <laughs> chances. Thank goodness the Chicago Wolves score a lot of goals. <laughs> I know. Uh, thank goodness for Stefan Nason in that game. Cause I mean, Kachikov was good. It was, it was one of those things where I was giving him a lot of credit and then I saw him really dial in and play at the level I know he can. Yeah. Um, I've seen a few people wanting to bring him to the NHL next year. And I'm going to, f- I'm going to pump the brakes on that. Like I'm not even pump. I'm just going to slam on the brakes and say, give <laughs> full this stop. man full a stop. year, <laughs> a full year. Cause Kachikov has not had a full season as a team starting goalie yeah. since he was drafted. Yeah. I... He's been bouncing all over Russia and this year he started to get starting opportunities, but then he also went like a month and a half without playing because his team sucks. So yeah. give him a year in Chicago to fully be the starter and the guy and then go from there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I could definitely see where you're looking at Akachikov and uh, Jack LaFontaine one two tandem next year in Chicago. Between those two, I know we have a lot of other guys. Like it's a log jam at goalie in Chicago, and I feel like someone's gonna have to go to Norfolk at some point because I really think you can't really have four legit goalies in Chicago at the same time. It's not feasible. Either someone's gonna get traded, or someone has to go to Norfolk because you can't have that many dudes on that or roster. Both. <laughs> yeah, or both. Or yeah, I or think... both. Yeah, both. Both. 
both sounds good. But yeah. I mean, or you might have one of them come up and play with Freddie next year because I don't know what they're going to do with Anti Ranta next year, and we got to hope they keep Freddie as well because Freddie is amazing. So it's well, they're both under contract, so that's why I'm saying you know if you get Kachakov yeah. a year yeah. and then reevaluate, you know, then you have the opportunity to just call him up. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like, when I say keep him, like you know, keep him longer than what the current contract is. But yeah, it's. It's good to know the fact that, you know, we have Ranta and Freddie. So it's like, even if we go back with those two again next year, we're not really in desperate need of a goalie. So I totally agree with you. Like, I like this kid, but like, let's hold up a little bit because if we do bring him up. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's not going to be a 1B goalie. He's definitely going to be the backup, if anything else. And I think, like you said, next year is kind of a little bit too soon for a guy like that when he's not really had that chance. Like, I, I'm fully on board with what you're saying. Give this guy just all next year in Chicago. Let him take about, like, 75% of the – like, you know, maybe 60, 40 of the starts because you know they're going to have Lafayette, you know, playing in Chicago as well. So, you know, because the fact of how – And even Itu Makaniemi. yeah. Exactly. What do you do? We have yeah. too many good goalies. <laughs> that's um, a lot, and that's such a weird thing to say because, I mean, yeah, there was a time not. It wasn't so too much. long ago where our top goalie prospect was Jeremy Helvig or maybe Callum Booth. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> we've come a long way. Yeah. Definitely came a long way from the Cam Ward and uh, Archer's Urbe years to where we're at one point. We're like, all right, who do we have? Like we get Reimer Mrazek for a little bit. And then we get, you know, it's like, hey, it kind of works out a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, I wish the Scott Darling years were a little bit better. No, I get nothing against Scott Darling. It was just the team in front of him wasn't that great either. So, I mean, (laughs) but either way, I really like this kid. I'm totally on board I'm, I'm totally on board with you i think give him next year figure out what you're gonna do with the goalie situation in chicago and go from there i guess because that's gonna be that is gonna be another thing i'm not envious of donald Dell because he's got a lot of prospects he's got to deal with especially and you know talking about prospects do you we said maybe might get traded or might get sent down to a different you know back to norfolk you know Tony D'Angelo today, they're saying he's going to be out for a month. And the deadline's not that far away. And we've talked about possible prospects getting traded. Is there well, – let me, let me start with this first. Do you see the Hurricanes going for a defenseman to replace Tony's spot? Because I, I like Chatfield, but I don't think – I don't think he's fully ready for – those type of minutes, especially because the fact we are also have, we're talking Ethan Bear and Brandon Smith, Indian Cole. Like we're already having like a, a a problem trying to keep all the guy, current guys that even had right now getting minutes. I like Chatfield. I think he's ready, but I don't know if he's fully ready. But like, do you think the Hurricanes might be looking at getting a defenseman to bring in for the time being, since T- TDA is going to be out for a month? I mean, I would imagine they've been looking at defensive help all year because, you know, their third pair has kind of been a revolving door between Bear, Smith, and Cole for the past, like, two months. But I wouldn't say the injury to D'Angelo makes it urgent by any means because, Mm -hmm. again, again, we have Jalen Chatfield who can come into the lineup, and I thought he was really good. I, I think, you know he brings Brendan Smith's heaviness 
while playing quicker. I think personally, I thought he was a better fit than Brendan Smith. I love the oh, way yeah. Chatfield plays, and I think that's why he got that extension. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love Chatfield too. I'm just I, – I really like guys like him. I, for me, I'm just hesitant on just like throwing him out there like, all right, here's 19, 20 minutes a night. Let's see what you can do. Like, I, I don't want guys to come in and then just, you know – get psyched out if that makes sense like yeah i mean i think if there were a team to do it against it would be columbus right now because yeah they're they're on a tear lately but they're also you know one of the worst teams you know in the division even though they're fourth right now yeah and you know it also i've kind of viewed chatfield's games this year as a tryout for next year so I can see he that. has, I think, 40-ish NHL games under his belt now. Right. So I don't know. I think I think the Canes still look to bring in a defenseman, but I don't think it's as urgent as maybe we. I think the only real way we're missing D'Angelo is on the power play. And it gives you a chance to see Ethan Bear on the second unit. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's definitely going to make things interesting, I think, with, you know, because everyone really, like, uh, everyone's been saying Bear needs to get minutes. I agree he does. And and it seems like I've seen some statistics um, numbers where, like, I think it's, like, Smith and Cole have, like, the second or third best D-pairing numbers in the NHL. Um, I think it was from – I think the Athletic did some – whatever their fancy numbers, extra stuff that they do – but I think it's like they were like second or third in the league in terms of production numbers together as a line. So it would be interesting to see how those two play for longer minutes, especially with getting bare minutes as well. And then let's see what Chatfield does. It's it does make you wonder because because even Don Waddell says he doesn't want to go out and get a rental. Like they want to get guys who are going to be a long term thing, which is good to have because obviously rentals don't work for everyone. It's just who who do you really give up and who do you really go after? Cause the hurricanes are connected to Klingberg. They're also connected to chick, uh, Tutrin. I know I'm butchering his name out of Arizona. And they even talk about Claude Giroux. And I'm like, ah, do we really need to bring Claude Giroux for his cap? I mean, it's not like the offense is really hurting for goals. Yeah. And like, and if we get a defenseman, what happens? Cause the is only out for a month. What do you do when he comes back? Like, we still have April. We still got the playoffs. So like, do you, and that's why I was saying earlier, like with, you know, we don't need a dog white Mark Reckie type guy to come in and, you know, pump this team up more. It's kind of like you bring in someone who do you really take out? Like, who do you get yeah. rid of? It's almost seems like you're going to get rid of prospects and a guy on the roster right now. Or even yeah, you have to, or you have to do a separate of that. They don't yeah. want to, they don't want to do that. Um, they don't want to mess with the chemistry. And I mean, I listened to Kane's cast yesterday, right? And, yeah. you know, Shane was even saying the guys in the room and Rod included believe that this team as constructed can win the cup. No, oh, yeah. So you don't want to mess with that at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I've been saying all year. Like, I, I, I keep telling people on, on Twitter, this team has an 06 vibe, but you don't have the question marks of the 06 team where you have to have players. This roster is so good as it is. I mean, we we already see it. We already saw it. They started nine and zero. They 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 had a penalty kill. Outside of maybe one game, that penalty kill thing could have hit forty. They could have gotten forty straight, in my opinion. They could have gotten forty five straight. Yeah. You know, in terms of PKs killed, like that's how good this team is. And like I said, there's not blaring, you know, panic button question mark moves. Like you can really much, like I. Like I said, I don't really see the hurricane. Like everyone's like, oh, the hurricanes are going after this guy, this guy, and this guy. I don't really see that happening. I think it's smart to at least stay involved in the trade chatter because oh, yeah. then you kind of get the idea of what your, uh, I guess, rivals or biggest, you know, contenders are going to try and do. Yeah. But if the Canes, you know, make one or two depth moves at the deadline and it's not that big, flashy move that we've, come conditioned to expect for some reason I, i'm not gonna yeah. be too surprised yeah because like people are like oh you know the hurricanes might get rid of trochek because of his contract and all this other stuff and 
you know, maybe you know, they probably won't see him back next year. He's a guy that they could probably get rid of. I'm like, all right, well then, what do you who do you, who do you play some Trocheck spot? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could put Cock and Yemi up there, but yeah. it, it, Cock and Yemi is not what Vincent Trocheck does. Yeah, Trocheck does take a lot of dumb penalties, but it's also Vincent Trocheck, and that's kind of a guy you really just don't want to get rid of like that because everyone loves Tro. He's really good at what he does, and. He's a good two, he's a good second line center. Cockney he's good. I just it's tough. And like I said, there's really no one you get who are you gonna give up on defense? Brandon's yeah. I mean, Brandon Smith isn't really gonna get you some high high name. Neither is Ian Cole. Like they're like let's say like even if you get rid of you know Derek Stepan, like you're not talking about guys that we can get rid of, they're gonna bring in someone good. It's just gonna be another depth guy for depth guy at that point. It's yeah, exactly. I, I, I see more of a hurricanes are maybe they might get of prospects for draft picks, if anything. If they really wanted to make moves, I can see them maybe taking some draft picks this year, if anything. Or yeah, it's or, gonna be it's going to be uh prospects, I think. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of minor moves. I don't see anything mm-hmm. unless it's some massive deal where it's like, oh, the hurricanes got let's hype for the sake of just for funsies. Hurricanes get Kel McCarr for some random, for some ridiculous <laughs> move. And we're like, okay. We got sure. Kel- yeah. We got Kel McCarr. How? I don't know, but it worked out. It's like, no, it's, I don't really see, like I said, Claude Giroux. Okay. Then you got to get rid of his intro check. You got to get rid of someone else to bring him in. Cause it's just, you also got to worry about the cap, the hurricanes. Yeah. They got, they're not the Maple Leafs when it turns to the cap space or the gold Knights, but they're not, Arizona with the cap space where they have like millions upon millions just sitting there waiting for someone to get them. The hurricanes yeah. kind of are in a, in an area where it's like they have room, but it's not room. If that makes sense. So I don't know. I don't, I don't really see very much happening in terms of the hurricanes with the trade deadline. Like I think I'm pretty much on the same page with you. It's going to be a lot of the small minor moves just to, prospects for draft picks if anything yep. else or prospects for draft for depth guys who might fill in the lineup here and there to give guys a break because there's a lot of games left in the last like couple months of the season so it, mostly i think depth is gonna be a massive thing so we could probably see some depth guys coming in it might be a lot of healthy scratches and just swapping guys in and out of the lineup just to give everyone a break because we saw it like three games in four days like they struggled against philadelphia well everyone wanted to give them crap like all these games this isn't the same hurricanes i know from earlier this year i'm like they're also playing their third game in four days guys like that does take a kind of a toll on the body a little bit i mean you can't just be playing at your peak performance that many days in a row that's not simple to do like that's yeah. two games in 24 hours like pump the brakes a little bit on saying oh the hurricanes are in trouble the new guys or they look sloppy they're tired yeah exactly <laughs> It's like, let's slow down a little bit. But Matt, I cannot appreciate you enough to come on to the show and talk to me today to talk prospects. I was really looking forward to this. I know like, so last week you couldn't get anything worked out, but luckily our schedules worked out. I was able to get you on today. So thank you so much for coming on today. Man, this was really fun talking prospects. Yeah. I don't have to talk prospects very much because I'm like I said, I'm not a prospect guy, but to get someone you know on here to talk about future hurricanes it's always a fun time i think people are really gonna like this episode oh yeah yeah but no i appreciate you so where can people find you where can the you know where can they find your prospect stuff you know your articles i know you got you're on a podcast as well so the floor is yours where can people find you all right you got like five minutes for me to like, <laughs> unleash it all I'm like, um. here 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 <laughs> just just roll just take this big roll of paper out all right where can i start <laughs> <laughs> right. So pretty, so first, I guess, you know, I am Matthew Soma. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Matt Soma 12. That's my personal account. Tweet most of my NHL draft stuff that I do for uh, smart scouting over there. I cover the WHL uh, draft eligible players over there. I cover Carolina Hurricanes prospects at Canes prospects. Nice and easy to remember. And tracking the storm podcast. Uh, I do a podcast with Brandon Stanley and Alex O'Hari, where we, we just kind of talk about the Canes, talk about what's going on. We got a new bit now where we break 
into the best or the worst, depending on how you want to look at it. Armchair GMs of the week. Oh, man. So those are some classic ones. We had like legit trade talk over there. That one, we just go into the the armchair GM and just kind of roast oh, just the terror, the worst of the worst trades. Um, and I'm at Kane's country as well with uh, weekly prospect articles. And I think that covered it in less than five minutes. So I'm proud of myself. Hey, not, back. hey not too bad. Hey, golf, golf claps around. <laughs> right. Make, make sure, make sure to follow Matt on all those socials and the podcast and, you know, check out his articles on Kane's country. That's, yeah, I've like I said, I've read some of your rankings and stuff. They're really good. So yeah, if anyone's worrying, wondering about prospects, definitely check out Matt's stuff at Kane's Country, uh, or Kane's Prospects, and then Kane's Country for his articles and stuff like that. You can find me at CLE Zach. Uh, that's my personal. That's where you see me doing a lot of just hurricanes and other sports as well. Um, you can also check out the podcast at the Search Cast. That's where we're gonna drop all the you know you know where you can click on our link tree find where you can find the podcast that we're pretty much everywhere. we're on spotify google uh, i think we're on iHeartRadio now too we're still trying to get on apple and that thing is a pain to get on but eventually we'll get on there so at some point i think i'm trying to work on pandora and i think we're also trying to work on amazon so it's it's a process but we're trying to get there um, you can find my articles at Billy Up Sports. That's where I do all of my Hurricanes recap articles. Um, that's where I mostly do all of my recaps over there at. Check out Billy Up Sports as well. They have a whole lot of treasure trove of other sports. You can go and check them out. Also, check out Primo X Hockey, the sponsor of this podcast. If you need some hockey equipment or you just need some apparel, make sure to check them out at PrimoXHockey.com. They have really cool hoodies, shirts. They got a new hat out that's out really cool. And like I said, they got you know stick guards. You know, if you need tape, laces, all that good stuff, make sure to check those out. They are Raleigh based, so make sure support support local. Check out PrimoX Hockey at PrimoXHockey.com. Like I said, Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a lot of fun. I'm excited for this episode to come on. Hopefully, people enjoy it because we're talking prospects. Why not? Why not? (laughs) But until next time, guys, I will see you here at the search cast. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.